Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to have ourselves a snow day. Or that would be the film we just watched. So, well, film in quotes. So I'm excited to, to dive right mm -hmm. in to this. So let's get started. What have you done? This was the what single have you done? greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I hope you're engaging in super hyperbole. I am engaging in ultra hyperbole. Because this movie was was pretty, pretty shitty. All right, so um, go ahead and just give us a, if you can, a very brief overview about what we just witnessed. Uh, yeah, where to uh, begin? It's it, it's really a, a kind of... Oh. All right, well, the movie stars... All right, well, the movie... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the movie's about, you know, some teenage boy who is overly infatuated with a girl to the point where it's, it's a little bit creepy. It's uncomfortable, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, he knows, you know, like, he knows what bubblegum she chews and, and, and uh, like, her favorite animal and... and How many times she blinks yeah, in a just, minute. Like, like, you know, the things that, for some reason, the, you know, 80s to 90s thought was a charming character trait, uh, you know, obsession with a woman, ha has not really aged well these days. And uh, he he's infatuated with the, this, uh, the, the popular girl who's like in the, uh, the, the dive class. And uh, he, you know, try he tries to get her attention and she ignores him because he's invisible. Not literally, for all intents and purposes. And he fall, you know, he's a bit of a clumsy shit, and he falls into the pool and finds her ankle bracelet. Yeah, she, she, I guess, left it behind one of her dives. Hey, and, yeah. Uh, so before we, I guess, go any further, um, should point out that most of the uh, most of the cast are like it's like age appropriate. Um, like I think that the kid was like 16 or 17 or something like I that. Have no His idea. friends were like 16, 17, but this girl that he's crushing on is very easily like an adult yeah she, like, she she's, looked 25 yeah and she actually was 25 yeah. when the movie was made so it's kind of weird to think that they're in the same high school together when it's yeah. like it, it would be like it would be like if you had a high school movie and one person was just out of nowhere like played by Steve Buscemi <laughs> and it's like trying to pass it off as a, as a high schooler hello hello high schoolers so I actually think that was an SNL skit that they did where Steve Buscemi yeah. was like a high schooler. But anyway, like that's really what it was like. It was like so clearly that this girl was not a high schooler. Yeah, I know. Um, so anyway, we'll move on. Uh, so that that's kind of the the A plot of the story. There is a B plot. Uh, well, there's a lot yeah, of there's, like, there's like B plots. and C plots. Uh, so the B plot of this movie is, uh, the main character who has an unhealthy infatuation with this girl has a little sister who, uh, she and her friends are trying to, uh, stop the snowplow man, uh, from plowing the road so they can have more than one consecutive snow day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just, you know, just these, these bratty kids trying to, uh, trying to stop the civil servant, uh, from, <laughs> you know, doing his job. Yeah, he's a bit of a creep, and he has a bird, and the the snowplow is a piece, you know, probably a dangerous piece of shit. But, but like he he's literally just 
like, doing his job. Yeah, he gets glee from ruining their snow days. That's, like, neither here nor there. It, you know, he's doing the job he needs to do in order for society to continue functioning. So, so while we have that going on, um, Chevy Chase is a meteorologist who's yeah. trying to... Uh, I guess get better ratings, and the only way he can do that is by shaming the guy who has higher ratings than him. Well, and also dressing, uh, like, dressing like an idiot. goofy. Like um, a goofy, yeah, like an asshole. Uh, and then we have, like, the kid's mother. She, you know, she's so focused on work and everything like that that she's not enjoying the snow day. Yeah. And, and she has, you know, the, the youngest son in the family is is clearly a problem. Yeah, he's a problem child. Yeah, he he has like it, it's no longer uh it, it's no longer like okay, he he has a little bit of a you know, he he's a little bit of a hyperactive child, but it's it's you know, it's kind of transitioning into mental disability territory. Like he is uh like putting his head in a lunchbox and banging it against a wall. <laughs> like that actually happened. That's a yeah. thing that happened. That, that, yeah. All right. So that's basically a summation of what the the movie was. Um, uh, this was a also a Nickelodeon movie. I don't I don't think it was their first ever um, live action movie. Uh, I don't think it was either. But, uh, but this was definitely a movie where it was their last. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, this was the movie where dreams came to die. So I know what uh, what you've already kind of hinted at, which is that you think that this movie is terrible. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because I remember while we were watching it, you actually turned to me and asked uh, if this was one of those movies that is just like notoriously bad. Yeah, like, like I, Kangaroo I was, Jack. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack or Daddy Day Camp or, yeah. or something like that was uh, that that was just notoriously panned. And you said it just kind of came and went. Yeah, I mean uh, on IMDb as like a five point two. Like, really? Yeah, rating. Uh, so, it, it just, no one really cared about it. Like, I remember <sighs> seeing the trailers and being like, that's gonna be bad. And, like, I want to point out that this movie was not good. But I didn't hate it as much as Britain did. Uh, uh, it, it, uh. I, he, I have a few ideas of how, I guess, I would do things differently. But I All do right. want to kind of point out the positives. Um, okay, clue me in on on what I I potentially have missed. Oh no, it's it's gonna be the same. Me and you both have the same positives probably for it. Okay, uh, the main positive is of course the snowplow man played by Chris, Chris Elliott. Uh, was it Chris? Why don't, who's Chris? Evans? Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is Captain America. Yeah, Captain America did not play the snowplow man. <laughs> no, Chris Elliott uh, played the snowplow man, and he is. Great in this movie. Okay, not great's a uh, strong term. He is very funny in this movie, uh, mainly because he is very mean to the kids. Oh well, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like there's a uh, like the kids are rotten assholes. That's just the way it is. Like they they steal his bird because he has a bird uh, that he rides. The with. only thing he cares about. And so they kidnap the bird, and he kidnaps one of the kids, <laughs> and they do like and they have like um. Like a, a switch, you know, kind of thing. Like they yeah. have to, and as he's driving up to like the meeting place, the kid is like tied to the front of the snowplow, screaming for help. And I'm like, you know what? I honestly have to say, it's that's funny. That is a like the cruelty is um, over the top ridiculous. Yeah, like we were seeing, like this man is going to prison. Oh yeah, yeah. This man, he's not making it out. Of, uh, you know. No, but um, but yeah, like that. That is one of the I'd say the the bright spots of the movie. There's almost a surreal 
uh, atmosphere with some of the things, like the principal, you know, he gloats yeah. about there not being any more snow days, but wherever he walks now, that it is a snow day, he's getting pelted by a barrage of uh, snowballs, and you don't even see who's throwing them. Yeah, they, they, they're snowballs, for all intents and purposes, coming from the ether and pelting them. Um, so, like, that is kind of fun, you know, I, I, but I'm gonna actually get into... Uh, what I would do, I guess, maybe a little bit differently to kind of, you know, uh, talk about this next point, which yeah. is um, those things were, you know, small glimmers, and I really kind of think that they would have had a much better story if they actually just kind of went all in with uh, the insanity. Yeah. Or not insanity, but like, for instance, I, th I have like four different, you know, plots are kind of being interwoven here, and you mm -hmm. kind of start losing interest in a lot of them yeah. um, but I think they were trying to go for something almost uh, like Ferris Bueller-esque you know where like look at this grand adventure they're having on this day you know yeah. uh, and I kind of think that they should have gone further I think they should have gone like you know much more into uh, like make it even bigger than, than what it was like yeah we have a snowmobile chase but I want the snowmobile chase to be uh, like over the top, yeah. you know, ridiculous, like, you know, explosions or shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to do it like that, but, you know, like the most ridiculous snowmobile chase that you could ever have kind of thing. Like, I I'm not going to lie to you. I think this movie would have benefited highly from kind of removing the she's just not into you, uh, you know, main plot. Yeah. Like, I, I thought the, you know the romance angle, angle. Uh, the the romance uh, angle of this uh, this film just really kind of dragged it. I, I was always kind of more curious as to what the kids were doing because the kids, uh, there was more creativity uh, put into the the kids portion of the film the than the, the uh, snowplow part, yeah, yeah. Uh, than the other one. Uh, like I I thought, uh, you know, I I thought this movie, it, you know, I agree with you. They should have just. Uh, I don't know if you said if you agree with me on the cutting the the romance. Part. I, yeah, I can I can agree with that. But you know they cut that out. They cut that portion out, and it should have been over the top. Can you like they have like you know imagine uh, this like uh, the whole snowplow man, but they have like a Braveheart moment where all these kids are are kind of. You know, like yelling, you know, like on top of the hill, yelling and and berating the snowplow man. Not you know, not mooning them like in a movie, but <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, we want to avoid that. Um, I, I actually like we'll replace the main plot maybe with something like more interesting because you know the snowplow thing. That's a good you know secondary plot. Yeah, it's just a fun little you know addition. Uh, I would have like the main plot be um. Uh, something almost, uh, well, again, like, the best thing I have to, to relate this to is almost Ferris Bueller-esque, where it just keeps on getting grander and grander and grander, you know, till, uh, like, in that movie, like, that ends with, uh, them dancing in a fucking parade down, you know, yeah. Chicago. Like, I love the how, you know, almost ridiculous, like, yeah, this is clearly almost, uh, like, a an alternate reality where these things, you know, kind of happen. And I feel like they wanted to do that, you know, because they had the little girl fantasizing. They had, like, the action figures come down and start yeah. talking to her. Like, you know, they should have just gone all in with it. I have a feeling that uh, adding the romance angle was kind of an executive decision. Like, you know what's big today? Love. Friends. <laughs> 
Friends is huge. Oh, uh, I see. And you know, people, you know, teenagers, they love romance. They love friends. So we'll, we'll have your dumb kid stuff, and then we'll have uh, this lovey-dovey stuff, so uh, we can get the teenagers in on this. Like, even if they wanted to explore a romantic ankle um, with this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even if they wanted to do it, I just kind of don't feel that. Uh, the way they did it was the right way because again he's really creepy this yeah. kid like uh, he is way too obsessive and there's no woman uh, I can't say no woman but yeah. no woman uh, is likely to be wooed by the charms of a guy who stalks another you know who stalks her you like, know what like I mean? he uh, he goes on the the weather channel or he goes on uh, the news network and you know declares his love for her uh and you know names all this like i know the color of your eyes and the type of chewing gum you chew and just and then like at the uh at the skating rink where just the day before was a liquid lake uh <laughs> don't forget yeah uh like he he does kind of the same thing he puts on uh you know instead of the it was a cameo by Iggy Pop, if I recall. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, and he oh, he's playing this the this soft fifties music at the skating rink, and uh, he kind of lures Iggy Pop out, and uh, and he puts on this rock and roll music, yeah, like a, basically a mixtape for yeah. her, and just just all these weird, creepy things that you know for some reason she she's in on, like she's getting she into likes it. it yeah. yeah, she's like, oh, he's so cute. He knows the type of bubblegum I chew, and he knows the, like, how many hairs are on my head, and how many times I blink. This is weird. Yeah. This is creepy. I've made a doll out of you, out of the hair from your drain. Oh, okay. That's uh, cool. I, I, I've made a shrine of your toenail clippings. Like, I would have been, uh, it would have been much more interesting if it was just kind of like, instead of the creepy, um, the creepy kid. Like yeah. if the, maybe the romance was just more of a instead of you know just you know maybe he's already with the girl at the end that he you know he gets with his friend maybe they're just uh, maybe they're having a nice snow day together like why why is it got to be some big like why is it like why is that aspect of it got to be like almost ridiculous like can't they just have an adventure in the snow it, wouldn't it, that be more fun I, I think it would I I, I think. If they had, uh, like the, like, spoiler alert, he doesn't get with the girl, he actually, he actually gets with his... Friend. His, uh, friend, uh, that, you know, we called, we called, like, you know, pretty early on the movie. But, you know, like, instead of, like, that plot with the, uh, the girl he, you know, he, he's obsessing over, like, it would, it would be better if there was just this, like, unspoken tension between them. And, uh, you know, and a would-they-won't-they they moment. I, um, and I, there's, there's something else I do want to talk about. Yeah. Um, actually, there's two things I want to talk about with this movie. The first is nipples. <laughs> Go on. Um, this is a Nickelodeon movie, and I couldn't believe yeah. how, like, one scene, how sexual it, or sexualized it was. Yeah. Like, I, well, the girl was 25. Yeah. We did, yeah, we, we did establish. Yeah, so it, that's not a problem. And, um, you know, there was a scene where she's kind of, you know, she's kind of, you know, in a room. She's, was she getting changed or, yeah, like, getting, yeah, she was getting dressed or something And like she had a tank top. Was it a tank top it, or? It was like a tank top and, like, you could see everything. Yeah, it was And I'm a, like, I remember being shocked. I'm like, this is a fucking Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, and it, it like, I, we kind of both, like, I concluded that they they really weren't prepared for this to be an HD. Yeah. Like, like we, we, we 
kind of thought it was the uh, Dick Tracy scenario. Yeah, where, where you see a, Madonna's nipples. In yeah. There. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it, it was, like, you could clearly see that, you know, she's not wearing a bra, and, you know, you could... Like, you, you, you can make a lot out, is what yeah. we're saying. So it was it was definitely something that, that threw me for a loop, but it was like, they were almost proud of it. Like, like look any, what we're getting away yeah, with. Any shot that they can put them in there, they did. Like, she opened the window boob first, you know, and to talk to somebody. <laughs> it was like, this is crazy. So, nipples was just the one thing I want to talk about. I, I felt that it had to be addressed. It had to be addressed. If, <laughs> if you want to see a Nickelodeon, a Nickelodeon <laughs> movie, um, then this is, this is the one for you. But okay. the other thing I want to talk about, which yeah. is much, much, much more depressing, is Chevy Chase. <laughs> Like uh, you know, to Chevy Chase's credit, he did he w he was all in on it. Like he 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 didn't seem like he was phoning it in. Yeah, he he wasn't sleepwalking through this movie whatsoever. Uh -huh. But I wonder if there was a part of him that thought this was going to be like a huge hit and kind of put him back uh, into the into you know front and center again as it uh, should be. I don't think so. I I think this was. After he had been kind of blacklisted, mm -hmm. and this is after the Chevy Chase show. Okay, yeah. And this is a. All right, I need to get work. <laughs> I need to get back into the swing of things. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they they. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it was just uh, Chevy Chase, you know, doing as good as he can uh, <laughs> in anything he can get. Um. Now I know that uh, he was in. I think Community. I think is the show that he was in uh, afterwards. Yeah, and uh, he was kicked off that show too. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he. I understood. Yeah. That he was. Uh, that he was dead inside. Yeah. But he didn't really show it. Like I knew he was dead inside when he was making this movie. Like he could. Yeah, but you. He he hit it well. Like like I, well, it's like I, I I said while we were watching. It's like I, I want to like Chevy Chase because he he comes off as a genuinely good guy and not kind of the piece of shit he really is in real life. <laughs> like uh, I, since you mentioned it, let's talk a little bit about the Chevy Chase show. I feel <laughs> I feel that this uh, yeah is, we did uh, we did we invoked, we invoked it. it. Um, so <clears throat> if you don't know about the Chevy Chase show. Watch the Chevy Chase show. See if you can find it on... I, I think we we found it on YouTube. Yeah, that's where I found it. Uh, so if you can find it on YouTube, that is like... That's probably the best way to do it. Um, because there was only, like, I think, like, nine episodes ever made. And... Oh, my gosh. It is just... It is just... I love it. it. I love it. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, man. It is one of the greatest things I ever stumbled upon. Because... Chevy Chase is a funny guy. Uh, yeah. Well, for the most part. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's apparently not funny when he's hosting his own show, though. No. Uh, like, I, I don't even know what, how to begin listing why it was such a disaster. But... Well, you, first off, you, you could tell he hates the audience. Oh, yeah. Like, there is, there was actually... Um, a part we actually uh, have it like freeze frame somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I, I have it. I have it on my cell phone as like a text reaction. So uh, he's talk. Like, he's doing his opening monologue as late night talk show hosts are wont yeah. to do. Yeah. And the audience keeps on you know, like hooting and hollering and cheering and laughing, and he gets so annoyed by them that he actually rolls his eyes at one point and, and like he, and he grimaces. Yeah. Like he's like, ah, oh, you really are a beautiful audience. <sighs> 
and then he's just <sighs> like, <laughs> it's like all right now. It's like you know, you can see it. You see him actually like roll, like you know, just kind of like making a face as like, I can't believe these assholes are cheering <laughs> for me. Like, don't they know? Don't they have any taste? Um, I, it, it was more of like, all right, I wish these guys would shut up so I could finish the monologue and sit down. <laughs> My back is starting to hurt. <laughs> can we please stop the cheering every five seconds? Like, these Oxfords are too tight for my feet. <laughs> and then, like, there was one, uh, one episode where he was doing this, I guess, sketch where he had, like, a, a dinner table set up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I know the one you're talking about. And, um, he was like, all right, what I'm gonna do is we're gonna make a, a free dinner for someone. Uh, if they come in here before the end of the taping, they get to have, like, a free dinner with me. And he, it's like, I see this thing all the time in, uh, in, in restaurants where people will just leave their business cards and they'll randomly pick something out and call the person. So that's yeah. what he did. He, you know, he got a bunch of business cards and he randomly went through it and he called the first number he could. And it was like, not, it, it was not scripted and not planned. I, I didn't know at first, wasn't it like, uh, no one was picking up their yeah, phone? Nobody picked it up at first. And then the next time he called, it was like... It was somebody who, who I don't think spoke the language, so he had to pick another one. And I was like, <laughs> it would be hilarious. It would have been hilarious if it wasn't, or if it was scripted, because he probably could have done, you know, something with this whole idea. Yeah, but it, it was clear. It was clearly a, you know, some uh, some producer said, all right, you know, here's here's the idea. Came up with it, and it, it just didn't work. It's and you can kind of tell Chevy Chase was panicking a little bit. Like, you can kind of almost see that, like, there was probably some implicit trust from that producer. It was like, yeah. Chevy, baby, you can make anything, like, why don't you go on out there and why don't you, you know, pick a thing. Like, the producer probably thought that either he was going to improv his way through and have yeah. lots of ad-lib, you know, kind of off-the-cuff jokes, or that Chevy would... You know, take this concept and like, all right, I'm gonna, I can write a sketch around this. You know, hey, that or uh, like, like what? I I think it was a case of like, or maybe I, I, I. First off, I wonder if this was an actually a Chevy Chase idea. Like, all right, I'm just gonna take a business card and you know, who's not gonna want to have dinner with Chevy Chase? <laughs> Chevy Chase is the most important person in America right now. Yeah. Chevy Chase may have always been the most important person in America. And, and you know, to his credit, like, the, you know, the last five minutes of the show, he did manage to get someone. He, he during wrangled, the, what's that? Yeah, he wrangled somebody up during the credits. Yeah, the, uh, the credits. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, this is, uh... Yeah, you're the guy I called, right? You know, just some guy from the audience, probably. Yeah, probably. Like, or one of the, uh, you know, one of the PAs. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've never met me, right, Phil? No, I've never <laughs> met you. <sighs> so, yeah, Chevy Chase is... D did better in Snow Day than but he did in the Chevy Chase show. He did better in Snow Day than he did in his own show. Yep. Because somebody else was writing for him. So, here, here's a question. Go ahead. Like, we, we mentioned uh, what we would do to fix uh, Snow Day. Mm -hmm. How would we write Snow Day? All right. So, Snow Day for me, um, I would have, uh, like, can I keep certain elements? Cause you like can said, keep I, whatever you want. I want to keep the, you know, for the most part, I do want to keep the, uh, 
the snow plowman All right. um, thing. I, I probably, you know, I would probably add a little bit to it. Uh, maybe you know, bump it up a little bit. You know, some of the some of the dead spots. But yeah, uh, yeah I would definitely keep that. Um, I want it to take place in the post-apocalypse, and the snowplow man is like the uh, the Lord Humongous of uh, you know from like Mad Max. Yeah, who, who comes around like uh, plowing the snow. So <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so right? is this a? <coughs> I'm not actually. So um. Is this like a like post nuclear winter apocalypse? Like, yeah, this is during snow. the nuclear winter. Yeah, there's snow everywhere. Like, or maybe yeah, <laughs> snow. You know, maybe it's not. Maybe he's not Lord Humongous. Maybe he's a. Uh, oh, this is a reference, but uh, like uh, maybe he's more like the Postman. Oh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, where where you know he 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 does it out of uh, out of necessity. Like he he's like one of the. Uh, you know, he's the glue that keeps together uh, you know, the society. So that's actually kind of interesting because there's not a, there's plenty of post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. But there's not a lot of like nuclear winter post-apocalyptic movies where people have to battle snow all the time. Yeah. Like the only one I could really think of, uh, and I, I don't think it's even during the nuclear winter, would probably be The Road. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. And uh, that that. And it's only vague. If I recall, it's only vaguely impl implied that it could be a nuclear winter. Yeah, they don't really go into uh, much in that book. For no, um, I've never depressing seen depressing book. It's all right. Uh, I do think that there's a lot of you know dumb things in the movie or in the book rather. Well, the, the, you know, they cut the guy's leg off and eat it. No, like actually, the when they find this uh, this underground bunker that's been oh, yeah. hidden, yeah. that's full of all the supplies you would ever need, and the guy's like. Yeah, so, someone's gonna come here. Yeah, they could come here at any time, so we better better keep it moving. And it's like if we found it, someone else is bound to. If nobody, I mean, yeah, nobody's found it in the last uh, like during this whole uh, twenty year span or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it could could be the day. Like, and we only have uh, one door, so their point of ingress would only be through that one door. This is a terrible place uh, to try to hold up in. You know, I I never really, I kind I kind of took that for granted. You know, I I now think about it, yeah, that is kind of stupid. Like that was the biggest bonehead move that this guy did. Oh man, was this a safe haven full of food? No, I'm not. Maybe it was just he didn't trust it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Maybe like, that's a maybe there was like some sort of symbolism, like that he was just a very uh, paranoid individual. So. Like, like he still has a little bit of PTSD. Like, yeah. like anyone in that situation would. Like, and just any situation that is not fraught with, uh, with peril is just, like, he's not used to it. So, I, I would actually, that's gonna be my Snow Day movie. Um, it's gonna be in the post-apocalyptic nuclear winter. Okay. There's feet of snow on the ground and, you know, people are trying to just find safe, you know, move around, get from place to place. The snowplow man, he's the, uh, he's our main star now. So, uh, he, so it's kind of like, uh, he's... You know, he's pushing apart, you know, pushing the snow to the side and, and, you know, making the only passable road for the, I guess, the, the miles of refugees behind him. I want, I mean, I think that's a byproduct, but I, I don't think he's doing this for any, any specific reason, you know, other than just, 
it's what he knows, you know. You know, I, I, I he, okay, I got, I got a different twist on this. Okay. Uh, I want, uh, like the the story isn't about the snowplow man. Uh, it's like one of the refugees in you know behind him, and the snow. No one's ever seen the snowplow man. Okay. It, it's kind of like uh, that that train movie. Oh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, Snowpiercer. Which is that's, yeah, that's a, a, that's a, a post-apocalyptic. But to be fair, they're in the train the entire time. They're not oh, in yeah. the snow, so. But you see the snow. <laughs> if you look outside, you can see it. Yeah, there is snow involved. But go on. And. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything other than that, and uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe the uh, snowplow man is just a skeleton. Hmm. Like, like he, like the, uh, uh, you know, b before the nuclear winter, uh, you know, technology advanced enough where they could have driverless cars. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the snow, you know, the snowplow man killed himself like decades ago, and uh, just the AI and the car. Uh, which runs on solar power. some unlimited fuel source, like you know, uh, thorium. Okay. Let's say thorium. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So, alright, so now uh, my, my refugee, I imagine he's, uh, or she, uh, yeah. well, there, it's, maybe it's two. It's a family. <laughs> family, uh, no, because kids always ruin it. Uh, you know, it's, it has to be a kid, because it's Snow Day, it's a Nickelodeon it, movie. It's Jerry Lewis, and he's a clown. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So yeah, we have like we have like a family of okay. people, and they're maybe somewhere in the middle of this, you know, long uh, this long string of people following this uh, this plow. And like you said, nobody's ever seen the plowman, and yeah. uh, it's almost like a um, like to them the plowman almost represents like this last shred of leadership left in this world. Yeah. Uh, so they yeah, like where where they're at in the line, they don't even see the plow. Like, they're not even sure that there is a plow, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a journey, uh, you know, further forward. Okay, so they're journeying forward, but I think that every now and again they, um, they, they get broken up from the, the, the main refugee line. Yeah. Everybody's traveling line, people die, you know, there's cannibalism afoot. Of course. Um, but they, they, but we'll have it, like, where the family, uh, they, you know, they fall or they, they lose or something happens and they, you know, they, they get out of line, and... They end up finding like a uh, like a, a nice bunker or something like that, <laughs> and, and they live happily ever after as nope, they should. Nope, the dad is is like I don't, I don't trust like this. Like they lose, they end up losing the the line completely. Like something happens and they lose the line completely. So now they're trying to get back into the snowplow it, line. It's the uh, brush face dog from Alice in Wonderland that that uh. That, that, oh, yeah, it, just, that scrapes away at the path. Like, so basically they, they get off the path and, you know, they find a series of better and better places. First it's a bunker, it's like, but it's only, you know, look at all this food and supplies, someone's bound to find it, you know, if we found it, someone's bound to find it. <laughs> so they just, you know, they, they leave and then they find another place which is even more secure, like they find like an underground... They, they find an army base. Yeah, they find an army base with, uh, with like with scientists who are trying to rebuild civilization and the dad's like I don't trust this so he ends up like opening up all their uh, like all the nuclear waste and drowning the entire <laughs> base because he thinks that they're up to something they you know, they find you know, another uh, place that's even better and then they leave there and they go and they find this luxurious hotel and they you know they you know he's on the massage table uh, with his uh with the cucumbers over his eyes and the, and the you know the uh, face clay, I'm like I don't trust this either. And so he get you know he 
knocks down a hotel and you know, yeah, blows yeah. it up and he yep. and I imagine uh, they find um, Dog Island or you know, a place that like a place that's just nothing run by nothing but puppies and it's a happy <laughs> like there's like they go inside and there's like rainbows everywhere it's like it's a it's a biodome that is just full of puppies that live happy and, and there, there's fruit on the trees and like enough to sustain them yep and he looks around Dogs grow, you know. <laughs> I don't trust it. A hungry dog will eat anything. And hey, so, he, so he goes to Rabbit Island. <laughs> and eventually they make it back into, uh, they make it back to the line. They find the line again at the front and they see the, uh, they, they finally get to see the snowplow itself and they open it up and yeah, it's a skeleton like you said. And they announce it to the entire refugee line and the entire thing becomes chaos. Like, they stand up and they turn off the plow. There is no snow plowman! He is dead! And it just de descends into chaos because he could have just went, left well enough alone, let the people have their faith, you know? Uh, I, well, I think that's kind of, like, I, I think, like, the, the opposite would happen. Like, he would declare the snow plow man a fake or, or dead and, uh, you know, they just don't believe him and they kill him. <laughs> but he turns off the snow plow. Now they don't have a path, and uh... Where were they gonna go anyway? They had- they had a path to follow with the snowplow. And, you know, he has a route. <laughs> That's all he has. And... Then, uh, like, it's one of those things where you can't restart it, like... It-, it the thorium, uh... You know, is only infinite as long as it keeps running. Like, it, it's one of those things, like... Yeah, it'll stay on, but it doesn't have the charge to turn on. Yeah, so, once he turns it off, that's it. It's all over. That's the and most depressing snow day movie I think we could have ever written. And you know, and it's what this movie deserves. It de you think it deserves some more depressing- like, I think that the kid shouldn't have been, you know, going off and trying to, you know, and trying to woo this girl who doesn't want anything to, you know, anything to do with him. I think that on his snow day, he should have been, um... Like, he should have been, like, planning, like, a, a bank heist, or, you know, he should have been, like, finding a treasure or something. Yeah, you know, that would be a better movie. Uh, but, it's, uh... You know, what we That's got. That's not the movie we yeah. got. Though, then again, last time we saw a kid's movie in true with a treasure in it, there was a, oh, a box with a tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. In. yeah with, uh, with that Norm MacDonald movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about that Norm Macdonald movie. <laughs> we might have already talked about I, it. I think we, I think we hinted about yeah, it. Yeah, I think we might have mentioned it once well, or twice. Like, so if you ever find a movie that stars Norm Macdonald as a talking dog, now I think about it. Yeah, it's we, not the first Norm Macdonald talking dog movie he's been in. No, not at all. I guess it's the first one where he's actually been heard. Yeah. Um, or one he hasn't been heard rather, but. We've seen a lot of talking dog movies recently. Yeah. Because we saw that one, we saw that weird Christmas light one. Um, we saw Robo Dog. Robo Dog with Michael J. Fox. Was uh, it Michael J. Fox? No, that was a different one, Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah, it was a different one. It Ooh. was. I forget uh, what the hell it was. Then we saw Skater Dog. <clears throat> yeah. And we actually saw that one for the podcast. Did, did the dog in Skater Dog talk? Yeah, David Arquette, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. And the same thing with all these movies is that nobody can hear the dog. Yeah. You know, it's really unnecessary. It's just, ah, oh, this is going to be boring if we don't if we don't put a celebrity as the voice. And that's the thing. They're always celebrities of yeah. some kind. Like, that's where all the budget goes to. Though, I, I think, uh... I think Robo Dog had probably one of my favorite runners in it. Yeah, there's. Uh, it was, uh, 
Alright, so I'll set the scene for uh, the basics of RoboDog. Um, basically, this dog dies, and the father, you know, he wants to make sure that his kids aren't sad, so he rips the skin off the dog. <laughs> Uh, that's the only way it's possible. Yeah, yeah. And he builds a robot, you know, a robotic dog that has all these neat gadgets, and he like just puts the skin of the dead dog on it, so it looks exactly the same, so the kids don't have to worry about dealing with death. And yeah. turns out that this uh, battery that he put in the dog is like a wonderful, like instant or like almost super energy efficient battery. Uh, like it is a. It's almost a perpetual energy machine. And the bad guy, I'm doing finger quotes right here. The yeah. bad guy, uh, played Wallace by Shawn, Wallace Shawn, uh, he wanted to get the battery so that he could mass produce this infinite energy yeah. battery. And, and, you know, we kind of went on a runner. Uh, stay, you know, kind of, you know, the what if scenario if Wallace Shawn had, uh, actually mass produced this this battery and uh, he was declared a hero yeah because energy crisis is gone now you yeah, know it's like and the Pope has gone out onto the balcony and declared <laughs> that Wallace Shawn is a living saint the first uh, living saint uh, canonized in the Catholic faith all the nations at the United Nations have joined together unanimously to declare him the most <laughs> to declare him the best person in the world and all wars will now be stopped there is peace in the Middle East for the first time in decades Palestine and Israel have declared a treaty uh, hitherto unprecedented in these modern times all thanks to Wallace Shawn and his super energy efficient uh, dog capsule and we are actually having this actually happening right now, folks. The president of the galaxy, Glarg Blob, <laughs> is coming down for the first time to meet with a human on Earth. This is a very rare occasion. Uh, Florflob, uh, he is he's famously reclusive, but they are making contact with Wallace Shawn right now as we speak. And on this dark day, untold millions come to the ceremony where Wallace Shawn will be put to rest, <laughs> uh, saving untold billions of lives and developing uh, thousands in, in third world nations. Wallace Shawn was a leader this country needed. But nope, that didn't happen because nope. I just kept it in his yeah, dog. I just kept it in his dog and, and society is worse off for it. Though I do think it'd be kind of funny if Gar Clarflog, wherever the, the alien is, like, super reclusive, doesn't, you know, it's the the king of the galaxy, yeah. basically. Like, he comes down to meet, uh, or it comes down to meet Wallace Shawn, and somebody shoots him. <laughs> Wallace Shawn? Or no, Clarflog. It's actually Wallace Shawn yeah. who shoots him. It, and all all Garflox is is just an alien Wallace Shawn. No, actually, I was, I was thinking like this was a long con for Wallace Shawn. Like Garflock actually, you know, uh, he he's known about Garflock for a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, Wallace Shawn actually comes from uh, <laughs> <laughs> comes from a side of the galaxy where I was an alien all along, and you didn't even know. And so he like you know he goes to meet you know uh, Garflock, and you know they're gonna. They're gonna shake hands or do the yeah. the 
the galactic symbol of uh, of greeting, yeah. which is a uh, thumb wrestle. <laughs> and as he's you know as he's going out, he whoosh, hidden blade. He stabs him, and then takes his crown like Napoleon. <laughs> so he becomes the new king. Of, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. That'd be an interesting twist. And you know he he goes to the center of the galaxy. Uh, there's some throne orbiting the supermassive black hole yeah. uh, at the center of the galaxy that he and, and that he, that he sits at. And uh, the space pope is gonna try is gonna try and crown him, but he like again takes the crown like Napoleon. Yeah, he's the space pharaoh. Uh, <laughs> that's what he is now. He's the space pharaoh. Um, so yeah, I would be like, because here's the thing, like. That would be the end of Robo Dog. That's how yeah. I would end that movie. So now Robo Dog Two, which is going to be all about uh, Wallace Shawn, of course. Yeah, and you know, trying to bring him down from his evil reign. I actually wanted to be like I want Wallace Shawn to be the protagonist because we always see evil kings as you know, as plot points that need to be solved. All right. But what if just once we had a movie where the evil king is trying desperately hard to keep the kingdom running, and the kingdom in this in this situation is the entire galaxy like there are there are uh, trillions of planets that yeah. need us guidance you know and there's just not enough hours in the day <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were going for like yeah he he's the uh, the Emperor of the Galaxy, and, uh, there's untold billions of planets that need his guidance, but, uh, it's still focused on this one little neighborhood with this dog robot. <laughs> That'd be funny, too, I guess. I guess budgetary reasons would actually keep that. Um, but yeah, now I'm imagining him, like, I imagine it looks kind of like the throne room from, uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. Um... But I'm, you see, the throne looks kind of the same, but I'm actually, actually no, it's going to be a big red throne. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to be, he's going to be dressed up like in, in like King Regalia, like normal King Regalia, like, yeah. like King Vitamon, okay. you know, uh, kind of uh, look to him. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to, you know, and he's going to be sitting there, he's going to have a scepter, which has like another like another smaller universe like on the top of it you know like inside a, a amber. Well, like in like in uh i was gonna say boys to men uh, men in black too <laughs> yeah exactly or, or men in black rather and it's like you know so there's a an entire universe in like a in, encased in, in yeah, encased in amber uh and he's just sitting there like twirling it and everything like that and yeah that's where that's where we begin like you know he's got to he's got to put out a couple of you know fires you know like some planets are like trying to make first contact and everything like that like some planets aren't evolved enough for you know for space and you yeah. know, exploration but um yeah but unfortunately like you know something happens where it looks like they might be bumping their their time frame up he's like well we don't need we don't need the the plubians to have uh access to you know the, the space um, yeah they, they don't need to be able to split the atom yet yeah they are they are a you know they are an, a, a brutal brutal planet we need to keep them from you know so he's got to you know he's got to go there and put down the dissension or put down the uh, thing so so he he's almost like covert like he's sending uh, like, he, he, he's paying off, uh, people to assassinate leaders and stuff like that in these, uh, developing planets yeah, exactly. in order to keep, uh, stability in the galaxy. But there's also some, uh, planets that 
uh, aren't developing fast enough, but, you know, like, maybe they have, uh, like, well, the, you know, the, uh, the puppy planet, like, we feel needs to be more widespread. We need a lot more people to have access to puppy odium, which, you know, is... <laughs> makes everything a lot a lot better like there's a there's a planet of like really slow people uh, like, like really de like re well no like slow as in daft okay and like you know they they're they've been slow for billions of years and they're not really evolving fast enough and they they keep on trying to crash ships but after like the you know the thousandth ship uh they crash there so they can try to uh like uh uh, reverse engineer the technology. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they they just stopped and quarantined them. I, I I imagine like for places like that, they you know they they send down a couple of monoliths. You yeah. know, like oh, right, put a monolith there. We'll see what happens. You know, and like so he's got a. And now I also imagine like not only does he have to deal with this like you know the, this kind of stuff from uh, like you know in his war room or whatever. And he's yeah. Like you know, but also now like people from the galaxy like all line up to ask him for favors in front of the thing it's like for like 12 hours every day and they're all different like there's like a gas person you know what i mean there's a person made entirely of just like you know just one giant molecule you know who floats forward and, and you know extremely radioactive yeah street like yeah like the like uh wallace sean has to be under you know a thick layer of lead good thing i already lost my hair <laughs> Good thing I'm already sterile. <laughs> so yeah, so he's got to, you know, he's got to try to solve these little things too, and yeah. like they're all such petty problems. Like the molecule comes forward and is like, "Ah, hello, King, <laughs> King Wallace Shawn," because that's his name. It's gonna yeah. be Wallace Shawn, of course. Of course. Um, so, my neighbor put up a fence, uh, but it's all <laughs> my property. That uh, it, it cuts into my property by exactly. Uh, one, uh, femto. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, like, uh, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Bring me the zoning map. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, now, it could be one of two things. It could yeah. either be a scroll, you know, yeah. they, like he's got scrolls for every zoning area for the entire galaxy, or... It's like a hologram. hologram. Yeah, but it's the hologram. Like, like he pushes it, and the hologram unscrolls, right. and it zooms in like ridiculous. Like, like it passed <laughs> atoms to the like uh, the, the fabric of the universe itself. Yeah, and like he he's one plank length over the uh, <laughs> o over the line, and, and has to move it. <laughs> it's clear right here what's going on. So tell your neighbor he's got to move it by that plank length before the sun comes up, or he is toast. And just, and just the uh, the sun bombarding that side of the uh, uh, that side of the fence was enough to move it a plank length. <laughs> yes, that that would be that is how I would do the sequel to Robo Dog. <laughs> I don't you, know, you you don't have to do any like because the sequel is just like another person found the dog and wanted to keep it. Yeah, kind of thing like that's that's boring. <laughs> Wallace Shawn in space doing doing bureaucracy stuff. Wallace Wallace Shawn in space as an emperor going over zoning disputes uh, <laughs> is a uh, is just it it's the highest potential wasted. You know, it's really funny because 
I honestly and genuinely would probably watch a movie if they described it. Wallace Shawn as a space emperor going over zoning disputes. <laughs> I would be like, alright, I, I kind of have to know what... <laughs> what this is about. I would probably be <laughs> engrossed. Yeah, it's like... It, and it's it's shitty stuff, too. Like, they want to put in a gas station here. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, bylaws of that part of the, the, uh, of the nation uh, says that, uh, like... Or, or, oh, and he has to go over uh, housing associations <laughs> and, and stuff like, oh, just the, the, the bullshit he has to go through. Yeah, it would be, it, like, there would be a part of me that would be like, huh, I, I really appreciate the fact that this movie is, I guess, going hyper-realistic. Uh, and, and, like, because you expect, like, a, a space, a galactic space emperor to be, like, going to wars and assassinating people. Like, like if one of these, uh... Uh, these council members, uh, who, who, uh, like, uh, like, annoys him, like, he'd, he'd assassinate them, but no, they're, they're just space civil servants yeah, exactly. who are, who are, <laughs> uh, going over documents that are billions of years old because, uh, uh, that's how old the, uh, like, some of these civilizations are. Oh, man, that, I would be, like, I don't know how to describe this movie, but I can tell you this much, I'm engaged, like, I... <laughs> Like, and of course, like, we would, we would definitely make it, like, you know, there would be a comedy to it, like, you know, like I said, like, one plank length over the line, yeah. you know, would really be, is, it would really be funny to me, like, you know, this would be, like, it would be comedic, you yeah. know, and, yeah, I would definitely watch something like a, that. And a plank length over the line is so minuscule, it's, it's enough, it, it might as well be zero. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a fence, and you know, a fence so minusculely over the line that if you observe it, it might have moved. <laughs> like, think of all the, like, because you can really do as many... The universe, or the, the, the universe we're building here, you know, is varied and, you know, and huge, you know, like, like I said, you have... The sky's the limit for the type of things that come in here and talk to him. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a giant molecule? Sure, why not? Something made of completely of gas? Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, like one dot of, like one, one gram of a star, you know, maybe coming in and it's gained <laughs> sentience. Fine. The, the limit is your imagination, but they're all still doing the same bullshit stuff that people do. Yeah. And that's what makes it funny to me. And, uh, like... It is uh, there? There's like uh, some uh, there's like some old lady, uh, well, like like some old lady nebula that comes in and complains that the nebula's next door uh, a few hundred that you know, a few uh, hundred a few thousand light years away. Their music's too loud. Like it would be like. It would be- it, it would be great. Um, it would almost be, I think at the end, I think he would- it would be like Don Quixote, where he just, uh, like, you know, because Sancho has an island and everything yeah. like that, and leads, and I think at the end, he's just like, You know what? This isn't worth it. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going back to Earth, uh, and I'm just gonna resign. I'm- I'll leave- I'll leave the bureaucracy to the people who enjoy it. And before he does, before he gets the, the ability to step down, uh, planetoid Brutus stabs him. 
and he becomes a new emperor. Yeah. And he, uh, and he, you know, he, you know, everything's fine, uh, until, uh, uh, you know, until, bl uh, you know, Black Hole Nero comes in. See, I, I was actually thinking that soon as, uh, soon as one of them, you know, one of the brutal people come in and take yeah. over, it's a, burn the galactic library. And so they just <laughs> set fire to, like, this little USB device. That, <laughs> and that's it. And, and they they uh, they assassinate the the Republic of uh, uh, what, would, what would the Republic be? Of uh, robots? <laughs> yes, yes. Just uh, a, a two two sides of of a Republic uh, who they don't do anything like but disagree with the other, uh, and it doesn't matter. Like, and there's and the thing is they're not bringing anything up. And, uh, you know, the one group will just say yes while the other says no. Yeah, that's it. And that's literally it, it, all it is. And they've been doing that for essentially all of eternity. <laughs> now, there's one last thing to bring into this. Space Caligula. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... The title Space Caligula writes itself. <laughs> yeah. Black Hole. Uh... And, uh... I don't, I like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, uh, Oh, I'm gonna start, as soon as we get done here, I'm gonna start writing Space Caligula. It's, you're gonna, you're gonna write a, uh, treatment for it? Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna go full in, full hog on, in <laughs> on Space Caligula. He, uh, you know, he, 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 uh, makes the, uh, Horsehead Nebula a, a, uh, senator. <laughs> I don't know if there is a horse head. I think there is. I, 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 think. I thought there was, but yeah. I'm not quite sure. So anyway, on that note, Space Caligula. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Snow Day. Snow Day, kind of a dumb movie that that had no direction to it. Uh, but if you if you, you know again if you if you have dumb kids that uh, that uh, you you want them to you know you shut up for an hour and a half and you want to plant them in front of this, uh, I think you could be you could do worse. It's not the movie it should have been. It wasn't a very good movie, but I can't say it was awful. Um, and it's almost worth it just to see a couple handfuls of Chris Elliott's uh, scenes. Yeah. So that's about it. Uh, do I recommend it? No. Yeah. But um, yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows if you're if you're feeling the mood? I mean, I think it's on Netflix, so go and watch it. Sure, why not? All right, I think that'll do it. Take it easy. That'll hold a little SOBs.